Everything NHL, the hockey segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host, Nathan, and we're here with our hockey expert, James Kumar. Hey, what's up, man? So, so uh, we're going to, I guess, go into some our recaps, and then we'll talk about some pickups and some do some general talk about the league, and then we'll preview some upcoming games this Saturday. So... Uh, Let's jump into the Thursday games. Uh, we'll start with the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the New Jersey Devils. Uh, surprising upset victory by New Jersey. They were able to win by uh, one goal, three to two. Um, Jack Hughes scored in the first and Subban in the sec- second. Travis uh, Zajac scored in the second as well for New Jersey. Uh, Jake Gunsell and Brian Rust scored for Pittsburgh in the second and third. I'm just wondering about your general thoughts on this game. Yeah, just looking at this game, it was clear that New Jersey got a quick start. And um, clearly Pittsburgh just couldn't recover after that. I know the Penguins didn't have star center Evgeny Malkin in this game. He's out week to week. So I think maybe that hurt the Penguins. I know overall Pittsburgh is a better team than New Jersey. Um and yeah, in the game coming up, I believe they have a, a game again on Saturday. You should look, for, I guess, for Pittsburgh to sort of bounce back. And I guess uh, for New Jersey, uh, do you think they're go- going on an, an Ottawa run? or? Well, I mean, they are getting closer to 500, so they're just going to have to keep beating teams ahead of them like Pittsburgh like the New York Islanders, like the Boston Bruins, teams like that, if they really want to gain ground in this division. Because remember, we talked about how tough the East Division is. Yeah, it's uh, basically top five where you're not in the playoffs. Well, it's pretty much top five, but then only four out of those five make the playoffs. So even the top five doesn't make it. So it's crazy. Yeah, so it's going to be very tough for New Jersey going forward. But I guess you just got to take it one game at a time. Yeah, for sure. And moving on to the uh, Boston versus Buffalo game. Uh, Very dominant victory by Boston. Uh, Three goal difference. Bruins with four. Sabres with one. Um, For Boston, they had uh, Greg uh, McKegg in the first. Jake DeBrusque in the second. Craig Smith in the second. And David Pasternak in the third. Uh, Kyle Ocposo was the only goal scorer of this game for Buffalo in the second. Um, what are your thoughts on this game? Well, I mean, um, I know we're going to talk about um, the whole Buffalo coach firing and everything, but this was the first game uh, with their interim coach, and they just really looked like the same Buffalo team. They just really couldn't get anything going scoring-wise. Um, I mean, when your only goal is a shorthanded goal from a guy who hasn't scored an entire goal this whole season, I wouldn't call that offense, to be honest. So, yeah, Buffalo still has a lot to work on with their new coaching staff, and they really need to, you know, improve things. But then as for Boston, this was pretty much a must win. They've sort of been slipping there in the East, and they dropped now to the fourth spot. They really got to hold that spot if they want to make the playoffs there in the East Division. So I guess, uh, what are your thoughts on Boston's chances uh, going forward? I actually like Boston's chances. I've always thought that they were a playoff team. I guess um, with whichever team doesn't make the playoffs in that division is either going to be because of injuries or poor play. Like, uh, I don't see a team playing well not making it. So there's going to be one team that slips up, and I don't think it's going to be Boston. They're, they normally are able to sort of right their wrongs uh, when it comes to sort of the way they're playing, and, and they usually gear up for the playoffs. So um, this is sort of that game to, to do that. You know, they, they were kind of slipping a little bit in the last few weeks, but hopefully they can start winning. Yeah, well, they're historically a good team, so they know what it takes to get into the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess just moving on to uh, Philadelphia versus the New York Islanders, um, the Flyers were able to clutch this game out and 
they were able to hold on to their lead to win. Um, they won 4-3 against the New York Islanders. Um, there were three goals for, uh, I think, for Philadelphia in the second. Oscar Lynn uh, Blanc, Claude Giro, and uh, Jakob Voracek. And Oscar Lynn Blanc also scored in the third to kind of clutch the game out. And uh, the New York Islanders had all their goals in the third period. Uh, Michael Dalcole, uh, Sebastian Aho, Oliver Wallstrom. Um, they tried their best to kind of, uh, I guess, come from behind and win, but the Flyers were able to hold on. Uh, what were your thoughts on this game? Um, yeah, this was pretty much uh, a game I knew the Flyers were going to win. It was a redemption game from that 9 nothing blowout they suffered to the New York Rangers. Uh, you just knew the next night they were just going to come out determined to win. And they scored the first three goals in this game. I know the New York Islanders did make a third period comeback, but I guess Philly was able to hold them off there in the end. And I guess we can kind of expect a more play like this from Philly going forward. Well, they're that uh, fifth team right now. They're in the East. So they know that they're on the bubble. They know they need to improve their play. So, yeah, I think you're right. We should see some better play from Philly in the upcoming weeks. Yeah, this is pretty much the time for them to kind of, I guess, tighten up their game. Yeah, well, we're past the halfway point of the season. So every team needs to sort of um, try and turn things around if they're not playing as well. Yeah, for sure. And I guess just moving on to the Columbus Blue Jackets versus the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, another pretty surprising upset. The Columbus Blue Jackets were able to win uh, 3-2 in overtime. Uh, for Columbus, uh, Seth Jones scored in the first, and Kevin Stenland scored in the second. And then Seth Jones was able to score again in overtime. And for Carolina in the second, Sebastian Aho scored two. Yeah, there, there's two Sebastian Ajos. Uh, there's one on the Islanders and one on the Hurricanes. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's twins and then there's no, no, but they have they have the same name and they're unrelated. It's crazy. I actually don't know what to say about this. Yeah, so there is two Sebastian Ajos for the people that didn't know. Yeah, well, I certainly didn't. Yeah. So uh, what are your thoughts on these two teams? Um, yeah, um, I knew the loss was coming for Carolina. They had won eight in a row, and Columbus was sort of just middling there in that central division. I mean, they do, have, they do move to a 500 record after this game, so they're not really impressing many people. And then as for Carolina, I think they can just move on after this loss. And if there's a rematch between these two teams, then I, I really think that Carolina can pull it out. This was sort of just like a one-off. I, I do believe Carolina is a better team. So I guess uh, going forward, we can kind of expect Carolina to be still relatively dominant. Um, yeah, they're definitely one of the top three teams in this division, no question. Sounds good. And I guess we can move on to the Chicago Blackhawks versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Tampa Bay basically played like Tampa Bay and they beat the Blackhawks uh, four to two. Um, they had two goals in the first, um, Alex Killorn and Yanni Gord. And Ross Colton scored in the third. And for Chicago, uh, Matthias uh, Janmark and Dylan Strom were able to score in the second and um, just Wondering what are your thoughts on Tampa Bay's performance? And also, I think Victor had been at an empty netter there at the end. I think the final was 4-2. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah this Tampa Bay team, uh, I think their goalie, Andre Vasilevsky's won like 10 games in a row or something now. So this team's just flying. Uh, they're just doing what they do best, and that's just beating all the best teams in their division. I think Chicago is the fourth best team in that division, so they should be a playoff team. But uh, I guess just Tampa Bay is just playing on another level. Yeah, and I guess, well, Tampa Bay was in in the playoffs last year. So we could probably expect, I guess, high level of play from them going forward. 
Yeah, I mean, like coming into the season, you knew that like as the champs, they were pretty much just a write-in for the playoffs unless like they had too many major injuries. Because I know Kucherov's been out like the whole season, but even with one injury, they're still like a high-flying team. So imagine when he does come back for the playoffs, they're pretty much going to be unstoppable in my opinion. Yeah. So I guess uh, we can move forward to the next game. Um, Nashville Predators versus the Florida Panthers. Um, Nashville Predators were able to take this game. Um, they scored one in the second and one in the third uh, to, I guess, win 2-1. Um, I guess Cal Yarncrook scored both goals in the second and third. And uh, Jonathan Huberdeau scored in the first for Florida. So I guess just wondering about uh, what do you think about uh, Nashville's performance? Yeah, Nashville just played really solid in this game. I know we were used to Florida, you know, being down heading into the third or in the third period, and they would just make a comeback. But Nashville really stopped um, any like chance of a comeback in this game. I know that um, like they, they played really well overall. I know the Panthers did try and come back because it, it looks like that Panthers had 41 shots so they must have really like pressured there at the end but I guess um, Nashville really held their ground against Florida yeah and I guess uh, what are your thoughts on Nashville's performance going forward um, I know Florida is one of the better teams in the division this year and Nashville sort of been like middling but like they have been turning it around as of late I think that maybe by the end of the year, they might be a 500 team. And if they play really well, maybe a bit above that. But I really don't know if they have a chance of making the playoffs this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, 500 isn't too bad. You At that point, you can just kind of do a little bit of restructuring and then you should be good. Yeah, I, I feel like that needs to happen for Nashville. I know they've had trouble with sort of their scoring and, and I guess their goaltending. So I guess we'll have to really see what they do in the offseason. Yeah, for sure. And I guess just moving on to the Dallas Stars versus the Detroit Red Wings. Um, Detroit was able to take this game as well. Um, they beat Dallas by about one goal. They scored in every period. Um, Robbie Fabry scored all three goals for Detroit. And um, Rube Heinz and Jason Dickinson scored two goals in the third for Dallas. Uh, Dallas just wasn't able to uh, make this comeback. And I was just wondering about your thoughts on their season so far. Yeah, well, um, pretty much Robbie Fabry did what he needed to do for Detroit in this game, getting all three goals. And I mean, Detroit has looked better as of late. Uh, we talked about them playing spoiler last week, and I think that's pretty much what they're doing. Dallas just really hasn't been able to get anything done. I know if there is a rematch uh, between these two teams, I expect Dallas to really play a strong game there. But I mean, Detroit seemed to look really good in this game. And I guess, uh, what are your thoughts on Detroit going forward? Uh, I guess they just got to try and play spoiler because I mean, they are a rebuilding team. I don't see them in the playoffs, but yeah, spoiling teams playoff chances like they did for Dallas in this game. That's what they got to do. Yeah, I mean, you have nothing to lose at this point, so why not? Yeah, I think Dallas is pretty much the team with everything to lose because they're the team that needs to make up all their games. And if they're losing all of their makeup games, that's not going to help them. No, not at all. Uh, do you think Dallas will be able to kind of turn things around or is this kind of, um, kind of like a picture of what's to come? I think that they should be able to turn it around next game against Detroit, but then going forward from that, I'm not sure. I, if they have some tough opponents coming up, it's going to be difficult to see. Yeah, well, they've had a rough season, so hopefully um, things will be better. Yeah, hopefully. And I guess uh, moving on to the Winnipeg Jets versus the Edmonton Oilers. Um, the Oilers were able to win this game 2-1. Uh, Connor McDavid um, was the star of the show this game. Uh, he was able to get two goals in the second period. And uh, Matthew Perrault was able to get a goal for the Winnipeg Jets. And um, just wondering about your thoughts on these two teams. 
Well, I guess uh, we saw pretty much which team wanted the the win more. I know that the the Jets were playing their backup goalie, but um, even then, uh, they still did a pretty good job defensively. It was just that the Oilers just came out wanting to win this game, and clearly Connor McDavid showed why he's pretty much the best player in the world right now. And I guess, uh, what are your thoughts on um, the Edmonton Oilers going forward? Well, I mean, uh, they're pretty much approaching Toronto. I think they're tied in points with like, I mean, they've played like a couple extra games compared to Toronto. So Toronto's still ahead, but um, yeah, they're really creeping up on Toronto. So they're really pushing for first in the North. Yeah. So I guess Toronto has to, has their work cut out for them. Yeah, they really got to start turning things around for sure. And I guess just moving on to um, the Minnesota Wild versus the Colorado Avalanche. Um, very dominant performance by Colorado. Um, they were able to take this game 5-1. Um, Nathan McKinnon and Mikko Rantanen were able to score two goals in the first. Uh, Gabriel Lanskog was able to score a goal in the second. And uh, Eunice Danskoy and Mikko Rantanen were both able to score a goal in the third. And uh, Minnesota only had one goal in the second by Victor Rask. Um, what's your thoughts on this game? I think this is pretty much one of the more dominating performances we've seen from Colorado this season. I mean, they took 55 shots. They scored five goals. I mean, it's not even like Cam Talbot was bad. He just faced so many shots. He really just couldn't do anything about it. Um, yeah, this, the top line for the avalanche really came to play. You've got goals from all three guys, McKinnon, Rantanen and Landis Gog. Rantanen had two goals in this game. So this was pretty much just a dominating performance from all of the top players uh, on the Colorado avalanche. And I guess for Minnesota, uh, considering how um, crazy the offense was this game that they were facing. I suppose in other games going forward, we probably won't be seeing blowouts this bad. Um, I think it was sort of just a one-off for Minnesota. They've had a good year. Uh, I don't see there being a problem with them. I mean, just it just shows that Colorado is just a really good team. Yeah. And I guess going forward for Colorado, we could probably, we're probably going to see more performances like this where they have crazy high scores. I feel like they disappointed a little bit early in the year. I think it was, generally because they had injuries to guys like Makar and, and others. But I know McKinnon even was out for a little bit. So assuming they get all their players back, yeah, they we should definitely see them winning more. And they'll definitely try and push Vegas for first in the West. Well, I guess uh, they do need some more competition over there. Vegas is just too good. Yeah, it really seems like it. And I guess just moving on to the final game of the Thursday, Thursday games, I believe. Um, the Phoenix Coyotes versus the Anaheim Ducks. Um, another disappointing game for the Coyotes. Um, they lost in overtime to the Ducks. Uh, Connor, Connor Garland and Clayton Keller both scored a goal. And uh, see, that was pretty much it for Phoenix and uh, Jamie Drysdale, Trevor Zegra scored in the second and then Adam Henrique scored in overtime to uh, take this game. So uh, what are your thoughts on these two teams? Yeah. Um, just looking at these two teams, um, I saw that um, Trevor Zegras got his first NHL goal in this game. Um, Jamie Drysdale was playing in his first NHL game and he got his first goal and his first assist. So congrats to them on that. They're going to be superstars in the future for this Anaheim team. And then Adam Henrique finished it uh, in overtime. He's just been known in his career for scoring game-winning goals. So there was no surprise there. Um, yeah, coming into the game, I liked the Ducks. I really thought that they could pull it out. Uh, they're definitely looking to turn things around. Uh, they're not a playoff team, obviously, just by looking at their record. But uh, hopefully with these young guys, they can definitely improve going forward. And I guess uh, what are your thoughts on um, Anaheim going forward? Um, yeah, uh, like I said, the the Ducks, um, I guess, well, both the Ducks and the Coyotes, I don't see them making the playoffs. 
Um, they're probably in similar boats. I know the Coyotes have been playing a little bit better, but I think the Ducks are the team out of the two that I feel like can turn it around a bit more. Uh, both of them I don't see in the playoffs. Yeah. I guess it's just too late at this point. Yeah, I feel like, no, for Arizona, it's not too late, but um, I think for Anaheim, yeah, it's definitely too late. Yeah, kind of unfortunate, but at this point, this is the time to play spoiler, I guess. Yeah, I feel like Anaheim is definitely a team that can play spoiler. They have enough good young players. And I guess we can move on to the uh, Friday games. Uh the first Friday game um, was the New York Rangers versus the Washington Capitals. Uh, Capitals were able to take this game in the third. Uh, they were able to win 2-1. Um, Alex Ovechkin scored two goals in the third to take it. And uh, Artemi Panarin scored one goal for the Rangers. And uh, what's your thoughts on this game? Yeah, the best player from each team had the goals. So I'll just say that. And, uh, I mean, it's it, the Rangers held the lead for, like, almost three periods of the game. And then just near the end, Ovechkin scored two quick goals. And then Washington won. I mean, they've won seven in a row. They're the best team in the East right now. So I just really like the direction Washington is going. They're really playing at, at their top pace, for sure. Yeah, and I guess... You can't really sleep on the New York Rangers too much. They were able to hold off the Washington offense right up until the end. So I guess just wondering about your thoughts on their defense. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's getting better. I know guys like Adam Fox, Jacob Truba for the Rangers are solid. Um, so yeah, they, they, they played a good game overall. Obviously you can't stop Alex Ovechkin. So, yeah, Rangers are improving for sure. Will they make the playoffs? Probably not. But, yeah, I like the way they're improving. And I guess um, this is good for Alex Ovechkin because um, he's still in the race to see who can score the most goals in NHL history. So it's uh, two more goals for him. I think, yeah, he's like somewhere around like sixth all time. So he's only got like around five guys above him. So he's definitely moving closer and closer to his target. Uh, no one's had 900 goals in their career. So if he gets to 900, he'll be the best scorer of all time for sure. Yeah. And that'll definitely be something you, he can kind of look at back and be proud of. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I guess moving on to the next game, uh, Vancouver Canucks versus the Montreal Canadiens. Um. Another disappointing game for the Montreal Canadiens. Um, the Canucks were able to take this game by one goal. Uh, the Canucks are at a 500 now, I believe. Um, Corey Perry was able to score for the Montreal Canadiens in the first. And uh, Nick Suzuki scored in the third. Adam uh, Godet and Niels Hoglander were able to score two goals in the second. And... JT Miller was able to clutch this game out in overtime for the Vancouver Canucks to uh, get them the win. And I guess, what are your thoughts on these two teams? Yeah, I, I saw parts of this game and it, it was a solid effort by both teams. Um, I know in overtime, Montreal had their chances to definitely put this game away, but they ultimately couldn't do it. And then JT Miller just pretty much just took a lap on this Montreal team and made some nice moves and put it in the net. So solid game from him. And yeah, Vancouver, like you mentioned, they're 500 now. They're really turning their season around. I think they're like one point behind Montreal now. So they're really closing in. Um, we'll definitely have to see if they can catch uh, Montreal. Um, but yeah, the Canucks are playing solid. I, I just really like the way that, that they really turned their season around. And uh, do you think Montreal will be able to turn things around as well? Well, I mean, we've been saying that for weeks and it hasn't happened yet. So it's got to happen soon or else they won't make the playoffs. Yeah, this is pretty much do or die at this point. Yeah, they really got to start turning it around and getting wins here. And speaking of wins, uh, Calgary Flames were able to take the win against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um. Another high-scoring game. Uh, they were able to win 4-3. Um, Matthew Kachuk 
Derek, Ryan, and Christopher Tanev were able to score three goals in the first period. So very impressive. And uh, Mark Giordano was able to score in the second. And for the Maple Leafs, Jason Spezza and Alexander Kerfoot was able to score in the first. And uh, Mitch Marner was able to score in the second. Unfortunately, the uh, Leafs weren't able to get any goals in the third. And uh, the Flames were able to hold on to the win. Um, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, this is another game that I watched most of. And yeah, it was just tough. Um, Toronto, it was it was really just a back and forth game where either they were generating chances or they just weren't playing well. It was just um, a game where, you know, they, I mean, both teams had their fair share of chances, but Toronto just really didn't capitalize <clears throat> on them. And yeah, they really let Calgary uh, just dominate this game. And uh, it looks like the coaching change has been um, pretty successful for Calgary. So do you think that we can kind of see, um, I guess, not necessarily like a repeat of their success, but like more success going forward? Yeah, I mean, they're another team that's closing in on Montreal. So um, yeah, they've won four out of five under their new coach. Um, Yeah, they're looking really solid. And I guess for the Leafs, um, do you think they can turn things around? Well, they have to. Um, their next game against Calgary is pretty much a must-win at this point if they want to hold off Edmonton in the division. Yeah, and I guess hopefully they can clinch the division. Um, yeah, they really got to just put more separation like they had earlier in the season between them and other teams if they want to clinch that division. Yeah, well, I mean, this is Toronto's year pretty much, so... This is pretty much all on them. Yeah, they really, they really gotta, I guess, play up to their standard. What they were, the way they were playing earlier in the season, because clearly they're not playing at that standard. Yeah, and I guess we can move on to the St. Louis Blues versus the San Jose Sharks. Um, St. Louis was able uh, to win in a shootout, so went all the way down to the wire pretty much um ryan uh, donato was able to score for san jose in the second and tyler bozak scored in the third and uh yeah it was it pretty much came down to a, sh- a shootout so it was a very close game um st louis was able to clutch this game out and i guess just wondering about your thoughts on this game yeah, I mean, um, when it go, comes down to a shootout, it pretty much can go either way. I know in the shootout, they only beat um, the Sharks by one goal there, too. So, um, yeah, St. Louis, I think this was sort of a must win for them. Um, they had lost five games in a row. They were on the wrong end of a skid. So, um, yeah, they really needed to turn it around. And I guess the Sharks was the team where they turned it around against. Yeah. And I guess, uh, do you think we can kind of, uh, I guess, see more success going forward for the St. Louis Blues? I mean, they should be a playoff team in this division. They're one of the best teams. I know they're not fully healthy, so maybe that's why they've uh, slid a little bit. But, yeah, they should be a playoff team. And, yeah, the Sharks, I know they're one of the lower teams in this division. Um, Yeah, St. Louis, they should be beating the Sharks on a regular basis. Yeah. And I guess we can move on to the final game for Friday. Um, Vegas Golden Knights versus the LA Kings. Um, Vegas was basically Vegas this game. Uh, They won 4-2. They got two in the first by Max Pacioretty. And one in the second by William Carlson. And one in the third by William Carrier. And... uh, Unfortunately for the Kings, uh, they only had a goal by Alex Yafalo and in the first and Trevor Moore in the second. They weren't able to get any more goals in the third, and the Kings were able to hold on to their lead to get the win. And uh, what are your thoughts on these two teams? 
Yeah, I mean, Vegas is just looking solid like we've all talked about. Um, their goalie, Robin Lehner, came back after suffering a concussion for most of this year, and um, he played pretty well. So I think um, this whole uh, Vegas team is pretty much solid all the way through. And then I guess as for the Kings, yeah, they, they, they've been struggling, I guess, as of late uh, since they had that six-game run or like earlier in the year. They've just sort of been middling, so... Um, I think the Kings are the only team that can really challenge for a playoff spot outside of the top four, but clearly they're having trouble getting wins against some of the bigger teams. Well, the Kings are a little bit above 500, I believe, which is, that's like a, a pretty good start right there. So I guess I was just wondering if you think that the Kings will be able to, I guess, continue to challenge for a playoff spot. I think they can continue to challenge whether they get it or not. I'm not sure, but yeah, they'll definitely continue to challenge for one. That's for sure. Sounds good. And I guess now we can kind of uh, move on to some pickups and uh, we'll start with the forward position. And um, what are some forwards that you think people should definitely take a look at? Yeah. Just sort of taking a look at some of the forwards I have here. Um, I have Andre Burakovsky from the Colorado Avalanche. Um, he's only about 35% rostered in Yahoo leagues. He's been added close to 5% over the last week. Um, he has played better as of late. I'd say in his last like six or seven, he's had pretty much a point per game at least. Uh, he's been around a plus four in those games. Um, he's averaged around like two or three shots per game and he'll throw in a hit here or there. So definitely Burakovsky seems like a guy that's been playing pretty well as of late. His rank's 195, so definitely a top 200 player. So I think he should be an add for, I guess, people that are suffering uh, injuries with some of their players. Um, Especially he can play both wing positions, so a good add there. Um, Just another forward I have, I have uh, Kasperi Kapanen from the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, He's around 40% rostered in Yahoo leagues. He's been added over 5% in the last week. So, um, yeah, he's pretty much uh, had, like, oh, I'd say over his last, like, seven or eight games, he's had about eight or nine points. So, pr- I think pretty solid. Um, he's definitely been in the plus. He's been about plus five over those games. Um, I mean, he doesn't uh, chip in too much on the power play, but he'll get at least two shots per game, and he'll get around a hit per game. So, uh, he covers categories pretty well uh, for the most part. Um, and then uh, last game, he uh, with Malkin out, he got over 20 minutes in the game. So for a forward, that's quite a lot. So I think definitely with a minutes increase, I think he should be a must-add uh, playing for the Penguins. And then um, another forward I have is uh, Wayne Simmons from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, he's a right winger. And, um, yeah, the reason um, you should add him is because he's come back from injury. Um and yeah, in his first game back, he had uh, one assist, uh, plus one, um, one shot, and six hits. So he's definitely a hit specialist, and he can definitely chip in in other areas. So um, I think Wayne Simmons is a, a must-add. He's only around 10% rostered in Yahoo League, so um, you might consider him a deep league pickup. Um, I could consider him a standard league pickup for leagues that count hits. So definitely um, something we should keep an eye on. And my final forward pickup is uh, Tyler Mott. Um, Yeah, uh, Tyler Mott uh, just returned also from injury for the Vancouver Canucks. He's only around 20% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Uh, You can play both wing spots. Uh, He gets uh, on average about three shots and four hits per game. So if you really are struggling in shots or in hits, he can get both. So he's one of those guys. I know he'll put points on the board. Uh, He doesn't always because he doesn't get the minutes to do it. Um, he has, his minutes have been moving up. He's been getting between 15 and 20 minutes as of late. I know that wasn't the case earlier in the year. So definitely if his minutes increase, uh, he should be a must add. And then, yeah, I guess I'll just get it back to you for your forward picks. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, I've got a few forwards that I think people should definitely take a look at. Um, first one is Brandon Tanov. Uh, he's about 48% rostered. Uh, he's ranked 68 right now, and he has seven goals, eight assists, 11 uh, plus minus. So he's plus 11, and he has 42 shots on goal. So very solid total stats. His last game, he got one assist, two shots, and five hits. So 
pretty good numbers, and he was able to get a goal against Boston uh, in their game on the 16th with one goal uh, plus one, uh, one shot and five hits. So he's another player that can get you a lot of hits, a lot of shots. Um, his plus minus is uh, good. He can get assists. He can get some goals as well. So he's a pretty well-rounded player. Um, he's uh, since he's about forty-eight percent rostered. Um, he's mostly a shallow league pick. So if you see him on the waiver and you need a wing player, you should uh, definitely uh, take a look at him before he's um, not available on most waivers anymore. And I guess uh, the next. Uh, forward I think people should take a look at would be Clayton Keller um, he's ranked 137th right now uh, he's got 9 goals 13 assists, he's plus 1 with 71 shots on goal um, so even though uh, the Coyotes haven't been doing so well, he's still able to get plus 1, which I think is pretty impressive, he was actually plus 2 in their loss against um, Anaheim and he got 1 goal with two shots. So he's a player that um, since they he is on a team that isn't doing too well, there are times where his plus minus isn't going to be so good, but he does get some assists. He does get a lot of shots. He does get some goals. And um, if you have players with uh, good plus minus, should be able to offset it. And... He is about 41% rostered, so he's another, I think, uh, shallow league pick as well. And I guess uh, my third pick would be Jonathan Druin. Um, he's about 21% rostered right now, so he's more of a deep league pick. But um, if you're in a shallow league, you might want to, I guess, put him on a watch list or something. Uh, he's ranked 225 right now. He's got two goals, 18 assists. Uh, he's plus one, and he has 50 shots on goal. Um, so he's a player that gets a lot of assists. So if you're in need of assists, you should uh, definitely take a look at him. Um, he's uh, eligible for center and for left wing, so that's always good. So if you have somebody who's um, injured right now, then uh, you should definitely uh, pick him up. And I guess my fourth one, you already know it's Carter Verhage. He is officially at 50%. So hey. congratulations, hey. Carter Verhage. We got him up. All right. Mission accomplished, Verhage 50. I knew that he was trending up. We've been mentioning, mentioning him every week, and it's about time. It's about time. It's been how long? It's basically been halfway through the season and he's finally at 50. Hopefully he stays there. He's got to keep continuing his good play. Well, I mean, he's pretty much played good the whole year. It's just people haven't recognized it. Yeah. I mean, he's gotten 11 goals, 11 assists. He's plus 12 and he has 66 shots on goal. So it's like, I mean, there's there's not much you can say about him. He's a solid player all around. He gets he pretty much um, gets everything goals assists plus minus shots hits. He's pretty he's pretty much the a guy that if you saw him on the waiver earlier in the season you should have t- taken him because uh, since he's fifty percent rostered, um, only like really shallow leagues are gonna have him now. So unfortunately, if um, it's probably too late if you're in a deeper league or in a league that's not as shallow. But if you're in a shallow league, there might be a chance that he's still there. So uh, this is pretty much your last chance to take him. And um, I guess that's all for the forwards. So I guess we can move on to defense. Um, what are your picks for defense? Uh, yeah, I have a few picks for defense here. Um, I have Radko Gudis. I know I've been mentioning him almost every week um, recently. And yeah, it's just because of the amount of hits this guy gets. I mean, he had six hits in his last game, and the guy gets around two shots per game too. So, I mean, if the guy's averaging like around six hits on the season, which is like what he's been averaging, because I know some games he even had like 10 hits, eight hits. Like this guy is just pretty much like a, a hits monster. Like he'll just dominate in hits for you. Um, 
I think since I picked him up, I haven't uh, lost uh, one of my leaks in hits. So, um, yeah, he's just – he pretty much just, like, pats uh, your hits uh, category. So, yeah, uh, Gudis, I mean, he's, like, around 40% Yahoo League. So, people realize um, how good he is. So, definitely, uh, he should be a must-add. Um, and then um, I have Matt uh, Grizzlick here. Uh, he's around uh, 45% rostered in Yahoo leagues. He's been added around 10% in the last week. So people are really jumping on him. Um, uh, I guess since he's come back from his injury, he's almost had a point per game. Um, he's definitely uh, been uh, in the plus. Uh, he's been around plus two since then. Um, he's been chipping in points on the power play. Um, for shots on goal, I mean, in his last three games, uh, he's had an average of six shots on goal. And so for a defenseman, that's crazy. It's crazy production for shots. And then, I mean, he'll throw some hits too. So uh, Matt Krizlik seems to be playing really solid right now. So he's definitely a must add uh, in shallow leagues. And then one more defenseman I have, uh, we mentioned him earlier, is Jamie Drysdale. He had his first NHL goal the other day for the Anaheim Ducks. And if uh, the Ducks want him to play a prominent role for them, then he'll definitely be getting more points. Uh, he's an offensive-minded defenseman. Uh, he was added 13% in the last week. So, yeah, he um, – well, it's pretty much like 13% in the last, like, 24 hours. Like, he's just been uh, added uh, a lot. He, he got shots. Uh, he was a plus two. Um, and then he had two points. So, definitely a must-add. Deep leagues, must-add. Shallow leagues, definitely take a look at him for sure. And that's who I have for defense. Those are some pretty good uh, picks for defense. And I guess I got a, a couple of guys that I think people should definitely take a look at. Um, first is Kevin Shattenkirk. Um, he's about 27% rostered right now. Um, he's got two goals, 11 assists. He's minus four, and he has 54 shots on goal. Um, Anaheim Ducks haven't been doing too well, so unfortunately his plus minus um, has dropped as a result. But um, if you have players that have a good plus minus, it shouldn't be too much of a problem. Um, his In his uh, last game, they were able to beat Arizona, so he was at... Um, zero. Uh, he was able to get an assist, one power play point, and one shot as well in that game against Arizona. So he can get goals for you as well, but he will mostly take a lot of shots and he will get a lot of assists for you. So um, if you're in a deep league and you need a player that can get you a lot of assists, he's definitely a defenseman who can do that. And if you're in a shallow league and uh, you need someone off the waiver because uh, somebody's out for a game or somebody's hurt, uh, you should definitely uh, take a look at him. And uh, I guess my next pick will be uh, Joel Edmondson for the Montreal Canadiens. He's about 22% rostered right now. Uh, he's got one goal, seven assists. He's plus 25, and he has 44 shots on goal. So uh, those are very impressive stats, especially considering he's on Montreal and they've uh, dipped in performance a bit. Um, he can uh, he can get uh, I guess good stats in most categories, uh, mostly in assists, uh, mostly in shots, and twenty is twenty five uh, plus minus is also pretty good. Um, he does pretty well there. So, uh, again, if you need uh, another defenseman in a deep league, you should definitely take a look at him. If you're in a shallow league, maybe you should put him on a watch list or something, see how he does. And I guess my final defenseman will be uh, Mario Ferraro for the San Jose Sharks. Uh, this is a very deep league pick. He's about 4% rostered, but he's got one goal, nine assists. 39 shots he is minus four um but he is a player that can get you a lot of hits he gets a lot of shots uh he does uh get a good amount of assists as well so uh if you're in a deep league you should uh definitely take a look at him as well 
And so I guess we can move on to our goalies. So who are some goalies you think people should take a look at? Yeah, um, I guess for goalies, I have um, Alex Nedeljkovic again. And the reason I have him is just because he's been playing so solid. Um, I mean, uh, he I know he had that overtime loss against uh, Columbus. But before that, uh, I believe he had won like his previous like four or five starts. So like he had just been like really solid. He allowed two goals or less in all of those games. So um, he's getting the wins. He's got good average, good save percentage. So he's definitely a must add. Uh, he's around 35% rostered. He's been added about 15% in the last week. So people are really starting to jump on him. So definitely jump on him before someone grabs him in your league. Um, and then I'll uh, take a look at uh, UC Soros for the Nashville Predators. I know he didn't start out the season very well. He's only around 38% rostered, but he has been playing well as of late um, in his last, um, well, uh, he, he was injured, but in his last, I'd say four games, he has three wins and he's allowed two goals or less in every single game. So his save percentage and goals against average are really solid. So definitely, if you're looking for a guy that's sort of turning his season around, UC Saros seems to be that kind of guy. He should be able to get starts for you. Um, you should be able to get wins and good averages. So definitely, Saros is a must-add. And I believe that's all I have for goalies. Yep, that's it. So just those two guys for me. Yeah, I've got uh, about two guys as well. Uh, first one, Ilya Sorokin for the... New York Islanders. Um, he's a shallow league pick, about 48% rostered. So um, if you're in a shallow league and you see him on the waiver, you should take a look at him. He is uh, ranked 76 right now with six wins. His goal against average is 2.2, and his save percent is 91%. So a very solid goalie. He's been getting a lot of uh, wins with the New York Islanders. So Again, if you're in a shallow league, you should definitely take a look at him before he's over 50% owned. And uh, Cam Talbot, he's 47% rostered. Uh, he's got six wins. His goals against average is 2.6, and his save percent is 91.5%. So again, another very solid goalie. Um, he did have the uh, bad loss against Colorado, but... Um, he should be able to, uh, I guess, play better going forward. So uh, we should probably uh, expect him to have a solid performance. So if you're in a shallow league and you see and you see him on the waiver, you should probably uh, pick him up as well. And I guess that's it for pickups. So we can kind of uh, move on to some general talk in the NHL. And I guess uh, now's the time to, I guess, kind of talk against talk about the Buffalo Sabres. Um, the coach of the Buffalo Sabres, uh, Kruger, was fired. Um, the interim coach right now is Don Granado. Um, Buffalo has lost uh, 12 straight uh, games right before firing Kruger. So um, it's just wondering about uh, their choice to kind of fire the coach. Uh, do you think this is the right move or um, are there bigger problems in Buffalo? I believe it's the right move. I believe it was a move that maybe should have been done a little bit earlier, but yeah, I think there are bigger problems. I feel like that there's definitely um, an issue with this team. Uh, I guess, uh, I don't know why they can't win. They have all these talented players. They just uh, continue to disappoint year after year. So I mean, they've been changing coaches a lot and it hasn't worked. So I think they really need to take a look at this team and see what they need to fix. I guess considering the talent on that team and um, changing the coach hasn't um, worked yet. Uh, we'll see if it works going forward. But uh, assuming that, I guess, it doesn't work exactly as planned it might end up being kind of a chemistry issue on that team. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, we talked about them last week, um, you know, possibly having to move on from certain players. So if definitely there's a chemistry issue, then they're going to have to definitely shake up this team and trade some of the players. Yeah. I guess worst case scenario, do you expect a full-on rebuild or are they just going to restructure? Um. 
I think they should do a full-on rebuild, but knowing this team, it might just be a restructure, which I don't know if that's going to work because they've been doing that for a long time. Yeah, I guess assuming if they re- restructure, it'll probably just be a situation where they improve a little bit, but uh, whatever the problem was that didn't actually get solved, so they end up hitting a wall again. Yeah, I think most of the teams that you see winning Stanley Cups, they had to go through a full rebuild just to build up their team. Um, it, it's very rare that a team will win a cup just because they've been middling for a long time and then they just got some good players and then they finally went. Most teams had to go to the bottom, build their team from the draft, and then, I guess, add free agents on top of that. So, um, yeah, Buffalo, uh, whatever they built from the ground up hasn't worked. So I guess the, we'll have to see if they if they do a full rebuild or just a retool, I guess. Yeah. And I, I mean, hopefully they'll be able to do better after a restructuring, but I guess considering it hasn't worked before, I guess, unfortunately, I guess we can kind of say it probably isn't going to go how they think it's going to go. Yeah. I mean, look at this year, they're, they're last in the East division. They've lost 13 games straight. Uh, This team just really isn't in a position right now to be contending for a playoff spot. So I definitely think they need to do something. Yeah. I guess uh, looking at their draft situation, considering that they're at the bottom of the East, they should be able to get a decent pick for the draft. So um, I guess just uh, what are your thoughts on them? in the off season. Yeah, definitely. They got to build through the draft. I mean, they've been doing it, but a lot of the players haven't panned out. Uh, they definitely need to get a goalie. Uh, that's probably their main goal in the off season. I think. Yeah. I mean, a good goalie can carry some teams, so that's pretty important. Yeah, definitely. And I guess uh, just moving on to some, I guess, uh, general standings. Um, I guess we could start with the Central League. Um, what are your thoughts on the Central League so far? Um, definitely uh, the top is very crowded. You got Tampa Bay as of right now, uh, 44 points. And then Florida and Carolina both have 42. So those three teams are within two points of each other. Then you got Chicago with 33. Then you got Columbus getting close to them at 31. Uh, you got Nashville there at 27, Dallas at 25, uh, having played less games, obviously, and then Detroit there at 24. So definitely the top four teams look all right, but definitely Columbus and Dallas do have a chance of catching Chicago. So we'll definitely have to monitor that in the upcoming weeks. Yeah, this looks like, um, I guess, a division where it's possible to kind of make it into the top four if you're kind of a little bit lower, but um, I guess for Detroit's chances, it might be a little bit too late, but the other three teams, they might have a chance. Yeah, I think that those teams definitely have a shot at it. And I guess moving on to the East, um, it's pretty much the same. Uh, but what are your thoughts so far? Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, Philadelphia is that odd team out in this division. Um, They are three points back of the Boston Bruins. And uh, yeah, after that loss to the Rangers, we can clearly see that Philadelphia has had some issues. Um, I mean, they've only won four out of their last 10, so that's a problem. They definitely need to turn things around if they want to make the playoffs. And I guess, uh, what are are your thoughts on the chances of Philadelphia being able to uh, take Boston? Oh, it's definitely a chance. Like I said, Boston hasn't played the best as of late either. They've only won five out of their last 10. So it it could honestly go either way between these two teams. It's just whichever team plays better down the stretch. Yeah. And uh, taking a spot from Boston is not going to be an easy job. Well, I mean, it hasn't been for Philadelphia. I don't. I don't even think they've beaten Boston this year. Maybe they've beaten them once, but Boston's, they've done pretty well against Philadelphia, so they've definitely put themselves in a position to be ahead of them. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to the West. Um, As usual, uh, Vegas is dominating everyone, but I guess other than that, what are your thoughts on the West? 
Yeah, Colorado's been playing well as of late. They moved into second, so definitely they're going to try and challenge Vegas for that top spot. And then you have Minnesota, who's been playing decently well. They just had one bad game there. And then St. Louis, who sort of got things back on track. That's your top four. Then we mentioned LA's there. Then you got Arizona, San Jose, and Anaheim a little bit lower. But yeah, that's sort of the way the division's shaping up. Those top four seem to be pretty safe as of right now. And uh, do you think um, any of teams on the bottom have a chance to kind of, um, I guess, make it to the playoffs or is this kind of it? Uh, I feel like LA might be the only team that has a decent shot at it. I mean, Arizona maybe, but other than that, I don't think so. And moving on to the North, um, Toronto and Edmonton do have the same amount of points right now. Uh, They both have 40. Toronto did have the highest amount of points in the entire league at one point, but um, everyone's caught up now. And I guess, uh, what are your thoughts on the North so far? Yeah, the North race is getting tighter and tighter. I know the top three teams are within two points of each other. So that's definitely um, shrunk down in terms of a lead. And then for the fourth spot, you've got Montreal, Vancouver, and Calgary within two points of each other. So um, it's close all the way through. Um, definitely, I feel like that Vancouver and Calgary now have a shot at getting into that fourth spot. And I guess, uh, do you think Toronto will be able to hold on to their first spot? Uh, well, they got to start by um, winning um, on Saturday, and they just got to sort of turn around this losing stint they've had. They've only won four out of their last 10, which is the problem if you're trying to uh, lead a division. So definitely, they need to turn things around. Yeah. I guess maybe they've been first for so long. It's just kind of hard to keep that performance. Yeah, exactly. But I guess hopefully they'll be able to kind of find a way to kind of pull through. Yeah, I'm hoping for sure. And I guess now we can kind of uh, move on to some uh, upcoming games. Um, I guess for Saturday, we could kind of... Uh, look at the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New Jersey Devils first. Um, New Jersey was able to get the upset, but I guess this time around we can probably expect uh, Pittsburgh to take this game. Yeah, I fully expect Pittsburgh to take this game. I feel like they're definitely a team that's going to try and bounce back for sure. And uh, do you think we can see a dominant performance by Pittsburgh? Yeah, I think it's possible. I think definitely they'll come out and um, look to try and uh, get this game for sure. All right. And uh, moving on to the next game, um, Nashville Predators versus the Florida Panthers. Uh, Predators were able to get this upset uh, win last game as well, but uh, do you think Florida will be able to take this game? Well, I think I'd probably be a little split on this game, but I do see the Florida's home, so I definitely like them a bit better at home. Plus, uh, they have been playing better as of late, so they definitely can bounce back in this game. Yeah, especially if they get some power plays going. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, moving on to um, Minnesota Wild versus the Colorado Avalanche. Um, do you think uh, Minnesota will be able to, I guess, uh, weather the storm of the Colorado Avalanche this game? Um, yeah, I actually like Minnesota here. I really feel like that they have a chance to um, definitely take this game. Um, they are a better team than the way they looked last game. They'll definitely play better defensively, so I could definitely see a way for them to, to sort of win this game. I, I like Minnesota's chances. Uh, what do you think are the keys for Minnesota to take this game? Oh, yeah, definitely keep the shots down. That should be the number one. I mean, we talked about Colorado having like 55 shots in that game. Obviously, if your goalie, I mean, Talbot stopped 50 out of 55. That's still a 90% save percentage. So, yeah. you like, come on, you can't make your goalie do that, right? You got to you gotta play a bit better than that. Yeah, like 55 is like way too much, but maybe if it's like 30 or 35 i think that's doable for sure that's probably the max yeah you can't allow more than that for sure yeah and i guess just moving on to the chicago blackhawks versus the tampa bay lightning 
Um, Tampa Bay is looking like it, they're in their playoff form. So do you think they can take this game as well? Honestly, for Tampa Bay, it's just depending on who's in that. If it's Andre Vasilevsky, he's won 10 games in a row, so just take Tampa Bay. If it's the backup, I think it's safe to take Chicago. So they pretty it pretty much is decided by who plays goalie for Tampa Bay. Uh, I guess both teams are pretty even in their power play percent. So um, if there's a power play in Chicago, do you think um, that'll kind of tip, tip the scales? Um, yeah, like I said, it just depends on who's in net for Tampa Bay. That's that's pretty much my main key for this game. Just find out who the goalie is, then you'll definitely know who has the better chance of winning this game. Sounds good. And I guess we can move on to the New York Rangers versus the Washington Capitals. Um, Washington Capitals were able to take the last game. Uh, do you see a chance for New York at all? I do see a chance for New York, actually. I kind of like the, their chances here at sort of getting back at Washington. Um, but Washington is on that seven-game winning streak, so it is going to be tough. But I know definitely the Rangers have been playing better as of late, so I could definitely see them taking this game. And uh, I guess uh, what are some things that are, I guess, to watch out for for this game? Um, I guess you can definitely watch out for Alex Ovechkin. We talked about his goal scoring. It's picked up as of late, so he's definitely someone to watch in this game for sure. Sounds good. And I guess we can move on to the Philadelphia Flyers versus the New York Islanders. Um, who do you think is going to take this game? Um, I kind of like the Islanders here. Um, they tried to come back there in the third period but couldn't get it done in the last game against Philadelphia, so... Um, definitely the Islanders are home and they should play a better game. So I definitely like them here in this game. Sounds good. And I guess just moving on to the Columbus Blue Jackets versus the Carolina Hurricanes. I, I guess we can expect Carolina to uh, come back and win. Oh, yeah, definitely. Carolina pretty much should be a lock for this game. They definitely have been playing good. It was just one bad game there. So definitely, yeah, Carolina looks like the more solid team in this game. Sounds good. And I guess just moving on to the Dallas Stars versus the Detroit Red Wings. Um, do you think uh, Dallas will be able to come back and take the game against Detroit? I know Detroit has been decent at home this year, but I think definitely this is sort of a must win for Dallas um, as a bounce back. I think you could definitely see Dallas taking this game for sure. All right. And uh, moving on to the Vancouver Canucks versus the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, do you think Montreal will be able to turn things around or is Vancouver going to win again? Um, Vancouver has been playing well, but I think definitely this is a game that Montreal is definitely trying to turn things around with. Um, yeah, they they can't afford another loss. So if, if I'm just looking at this game, I, I feel like Montreal has a good chance of winning it, but I wouldn't rule out Vancouver. All right. And I guess just moving on to the Calgary Flames versus Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, what are your thoughts on Toronto's chances to uh, take a game against Calgary? Like I said, this is must win for Toronto. Um, they need to go into the game with that mindset. So I feel like if it's must win for Toronto, they can definitely find a way to win this game. Sounds good. And I guess moving on to the Arizona Coyotes versus the Anaheim Ducks. Um do you think Arizona will be able to take this game against Anaheim? I think they definitely should play a better game. Um, they should be able to take it, but Anaheim has been playing well. So I think there's about an equal chance for both teams, but I do like Arizona in this matchup. Sounds good. And I guess uh, moving on to the St. Louis Blues versus the San Jose Sharks. Um, do you think we can see another repeat victory by St. Louis? I'm actually liking St. Louis here um, to take uh, another victory, um, but definitely it's not like the Sharks played bad last game. So I think this game could definitely go either way, but I'm kind of leaning St. Louis. They, they definitely seem to be turning things around. All right. And I guess moving on to the Winnipeg Jets versus the Edmonton Oilers. Um, do you think um, Connor McDavid will turn into Wayne Gretzky 2.0 again? 
Well, I mean, he can, but I kind of like Winnipeg's chances in this game. I think I'm going to lean with Winnipeg here. Um, they're definitely a better team than they showed last game, and they should be starting their starter, Carter Hellebuck, in net. So he's definitely a solid goalie, so I could definitely see the Jets taking this game from the Oilers. All right. Uh, unfortunately, the Boston Bruins versus Buffalo Sabres rematch will be postponed. So I guess that's going to be it for our um, Saturday previews. And I guess now we can kind of move on to the hockey pool. Yeah, I mean, I'm still ahead in the hockey pool by around like eight or ten points. So um, if my team can sort of just hold on to that lead, uh, I guess I'll be the one in the interview like we've been talking about. So, yeah, in that case, we'll just have to put on something extra, I guess. Yeah, like I said, um, a playoff type prediction bracket sort of like March Madness style prediction thing I could kind of do for the NHL uh, when it comes to playoff time. So uh, I'm thinking that that's something that I might want to do. So we'll definitely have to see. Uh, It'll just depending on, it'll just depend on the date uh, that playoffs fall on and when we're doing the podcast, that kind of thing. But yeah, that's something I definitely want to get into. So if I do win the hockey pool, we could definitely do something like that. Yeah, for sure. So I guess if you want to see a playoff bracket p- prediction, then uh, don't worry about winning. Uh, well, I mean, there's nothing they can really do about it now. All the teams are locked in. It's just about, um, like, I know definitely for my team, some guys aren't healthy, so they definitely got to get healthy. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, that's that's about it for um, this week. I guess the only thing left is to say that we're finally on Google Podcasts. So uh, next time uh, you you see us, uh, you can see us on either YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, or Google Podcasts. And uh, we'll be coming out next week uh, with another Everything NHL podcast with uh, more recaps, um, more previews, more pickups, and some more general talk. Yeah, for sure. All right, and that's uh, pretty much it this week for everything NHL.